she believe you? She's my mom, not yours. You know you're wrong about that. She is my mother. Your mom? You crazy? Your mom's maggot food. My mom said she'd always be with me. She chose your mom as a way of coming back. But I guess she wouldn't understand that. But it's true. She's my mother now. Hey, Mark. Don't fuck with me. Henry is just a mean old queen. He's just a mean gay. Hey, Mark, don't fuck with me. <laughs> don't fuck with me. It's so, it's just so bitchy, and it's so, I don't know. There was just something about that moment where I was like, oh, my God, you are Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct right now. Fuck with me. Oh. Oh, what a bitch. What a bitch. I I gotta say, the 90s were really wild, Mary. I feel like somebody wrote a script about like a grieving college-aged son who has to go stay with his psychopathic cousin. And then the production studio said, no, no, wait. Let's make them 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but we won't change anything else about it. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, there is that sense of like, oh, let's have a movie. Like just in general, it, the idea of like, let's make a thriller for adults about children in yes. peril. You know, yeah. I love, I love that because I guess it makes me think about all of those people who post on Facebook. They're like, back in my day, we went outside to play and we didn't come home until the streetlights came on and we drank water from a hose and there were no such things as peanut allergies and those were the good old days. And I just kind of feel like there's some overlap with that sort of like, back in the day, no one cared about our welfare and like watching movies where it's just like Macaulay Culkin trying to like drown his sister. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, what I can't shake whenever I watch this movie, I'm just like, these children are being treated like adults and they're talking like adults. Elijah Wood, for his entire career, was this like precocious, like a, I'm a kid acting like an adult type of actor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's always, he, it was like long before like Dakota Fanning there was like Elijah Wood and like Christina Ricci who were kind of yeah. doing that like, oh, there's a little adult in there. Yeah. And what's interesting about Macaulay Culkin playing opposite Elijah is that, you know, the movie just prior to this, Macaulay Culkin was playing a young boy and was acting like a young boy, also a psychopath who attempted to murder people just to note. Oh, in Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but moving on to this, like, I feel like this was written for older t 
teenagers, right? Like Macaulay Culkin is and Elijah Wood, they're supposed to be like 10 or 11. I think they were 10 or 11 when this was filmed. And it, the dialogue just doesn't match. Elijah Wood talks like an adult. He has like the emotional intelligence of an adult. Yeah, he so Elijah Wood was born in 81 and Macaulay and this came out in 93 so let's say it was filmed in 92 so yeah they would have been like 11 years old Macaulay Culkin was born in 80 so he was like 12 and there is a world in which this would make more sense to me as like 14 15 16 Mm -hmm. um it reminds me of and I'm I don't know this movie very well but it's just one of those like having HBO as a kid in the 90s things do you remember a movie from the 90s called Airborne about like this LA kid who like goes to stay with his cousin in Ohio for six months. And I, I feel like it's like there, it's some kind of like, it's a comedy, like a, you know, it, it's more of like a, like a, she's all that kind of situation. Oh. Um, so it's not like a dark thriller, but I feel like there's a, I don't know. There's a similar thing of like, Oh, uh, like dealing with trying to fit in there and like trying, like, I think it, it make it made more sense to me to have this be like something like a fifteen year old was navigating. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, I will say this: uh, so much about this movie reads kind of like TV movie, but there's something very um, homey and a little creepy about the setting of Maine in the winter. And I, I kind of, I like the aesthetic of the movie. It's just that they put these ten year old, eleven year olds in. And it, it, it comes off as comedic. Like when Macaulay Culkin's like, hey, Mark, don't fuck with me. I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I think that's, you know, obviously this is very much influenced by the bad seed and is kind of like oh. a 90s version of the bad seed. Sure. And, 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 the, and the bad seed is very different and is a high recommend. The actressing in the bad seed is next level like just so so good from not just patty mccormick but nancy kelly playing the mom and uh eileen heckert as as poor mrs daigle i mean so so good but i think there and kind of here there's where i think it works to have it be like a slightly younger kid is like there's that sense of like what made you evil? You know, when we think of like a nasty 14, 15 year old, it's like, oh, well, teenage boys are awful. Like yeah. they just they're also just like terrible. But there's something about like, oh, you're like an evil 10 year old. Like what turned you? How did this happen? You know, or are you just an evil human being? Well, I think I know what happened. He was terrorized by these two robbers once over Christmas after oh. his family left him in the house home alone. Yeah, and then he had to relocate from the suburbs, the beautiful suburbs of Chicago, out here to a house on the edge of nowhere in Maine with no one but this potato of a little sister to talk to. (laughs) Oh, my God. Quinn Culkin. It's just like they put Terry Schiavo in a winter jacket. Oh, my God. (laughs) Terrible. uh, Oh, terrible. Terrible. Um, But no, yeah, no, you're right. There is no... Impetus. It's just like, oh yeah, he murdered his brother. Uh, and he, you know, he, he. We don't know how many dogs he's killed, but he certainly killed a dog in this movie. Um, and mm-hmm. I have the timestamp for our Marys that want to know. If you want to watch this movie along with us after this episode, uh, please at thirty-two minutes and thirty-five seconds, 
press pause and then skip to 34 minutes and 30 seconds. You will then not have yeah. to endure any dog dying. Um, because they don't show no they much don't. of anything they don't. but you're there and you, hear it. you may notice you hear it and you see them with something in a bag but i also want to acknowledge that earlier don't think we missed it there is some aiming at a cat 28 and, minutes yes yeah and the cat wins because a they don't hit the cat and b the cat's like whatever yeah well the cat's a baller you know um yeah that cat was just like Fantasia Royale, Gaga, Gaga. Like it just didn't care. <laughs> but but just he, didn't care. he, uh, yeah, he's this like terror of a child um, who is like set off by who knows what, not getting his mother's attention. I guess that's like the the storyline that he was jealous of his little brother and then therefore his little sister eventually. I don't know, but uh, yeah, becomes just it, it. His mind starts to just decay yeah and i guess that does raise the question right because it's like you know there's the mystery of you know susan and, and wallace's mm -hmm. baby dying uh and richard and you know it, it doesn't take much especially now to realize like oh he definitely had something to do with that but it and and we're seeing throughout the movie like as mark and susan get closer and there's a whole narrative there about mark and susan i want to talk about sure. um of of henry feeling less than and henry feeling like pushed out and connie likes mark more than henry and mm. so it's like what pushes henry to kill it does make me wonder how connie has survived this long yeah exactly um i mean he hates her he grabbed her ears that way oh i did not like that yeah um he hates her but uh, what did you just say? You said, oh, very early on, I think like the second scene that Henry and Macaulay, Cul uh, Henry and uh, Mark are alone Mark. together. Um, he says, he's like, oh, did you see your mom when she first died? <coughs> or did you see your mom after she died? And then Macaulay Culkin describes what his brother looked like, like basically in the bathtub, like we yeah. as an audience learned that he did it. Yeah, it's I mean, I, and I think that's where like in a way the movie is more effective than it being this like awful teenager where it's like this when he was what nine, this kid killed his little brother like that's So right. That's so fucking dark. And I don't know. I uh, I think it's just worth noting as we talk about like the story and whatnot that it was written by the writer Ian McEwan, who's wrote the oh, book Atonement and a bunch of other books. God. So he's quite the novelist. And the movie is directed by Joseph Rubin, who we kicked off All Right Scary with this season with Sleeping with the Enemy. He directed Sleeping with the Enemy as well. Mm. He also so, did The Stepfather in 1987. Oh, well, and we Terry talked about Quinn. that because we talked about Terry O'Quinn's penis. Yes, yeah. his penis. That's right. His penis, um, yeah. Yes, his penis. That's his penis. Yeah, that's his penis. Um. Yeah, Uh. well, very interesting. I mean, like, Ian McEwen, did he really, did he intend for this to be little 10-year-olds? Like, I just feel like they were going off of this... Hollywood, Macaulay Culkin, Elijah Wood craze. Well, from what I have read, that yes, the intention was always for them to be younger because there were like delays in getting the movie produced or started, and so they had to recast, you know, as 
actors were aging out. And I guess mm. really the 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 whole Macaulay Culkin thing was that like his father, who was apparently a bit of a nightmare, was very insistent about I guess Macaulay Culkin being in this versus I think Jesse Bradford they were going to cast, who of course we oh, talked about. We love in him. Oh. Bring it on. Uh, and you know if you really look at it, it's like, yeah, Macaulay Culkin is like top build and he's on the cover, but he's not the main character. Like Elijah Wood's the main character. Elijah Wood's the main character. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So there is very much a capitalizing on Macaulay Culkin as like, you know, the star and the title character, but he is, um, you know, uh, it's kind of like Friday the 13th. He's the villain. He's not the final girl. Oh, right. Like um, on the cover of Scream. You know, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, exactly. It's a little misleading. Yeah. Um, well, the, yeah, and, I feel like they were definitely capitalizing on it. I mean, clearly. Yeah. And it was a way for Hollywood and um, for viewers to be like, oh, he could do more. Uh, I think, like, mm-hmm. I wonder if that's also Mr. Culkin's kind of like, let's get him out of this, you know, slapstick Home Alone era, you know? Yeah. And then everything he made after this, like, basically bombed, apparently. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Including, I assume, Richie Rich, which I do remember well. I watched that movie. Yeah, I watched that movie. Yeah. Uh, It was good for kids, I guess. Um, No, but he... uh, I I don't know. I I just feel like this was too old for them. The dialogue and the story was too old. Well... You know, it, I guess maybe that's an Ian McEwen thing because he wrote with Atonement. He had that little precocious little girl played by Saoirse Ronan who like caused all oh, those Shushy problems. Saoirse Ronan, Saoirse Ronan, Um, so, like I think of what's that scene? It's um, it's Elijah Wood. I feel like this was actually. There's a lot of scenes in this movie that I remember distinctly from the trailer. I don't know if you remember the trailer for this, but like it was on so many times. Um and like him barking at the dog was on the trailer, mm. um and then um him telling his father on the phone that scene of him like like pacing on uh, the cordless phone on the porch is very adult. Yeah. Like that's that, it's it's like the that's like a a nineteen year old girl's scene. You know what I mean? Or I guess boy. Well, but, it's. It's Casey and Scream on the same yeah, phone. There you go. You know, but he's like, I mean, oh, there's he's a super gonna, cut. He does things, terrible things. That was from the trailer. Um, I, I, there's, it's just so wild. Um, how old they're acting. Um, and it, it's off-putting to me. Particularly well, Elijah same, Wood. Say the same thing about Scream. Those kids don't talk like 15, 16 year olds. Um, Shit, you guys talk like grown-ups. Exactly. Yeah, this you is guys a really cool good here? school. <laughs> yeah. I uh, love that well, one. For well, anyone this is who a does really it, good school. It's <laughs> a really good school. Uh, for anyone who does not know, the good son, because I did not, I had thought the story was that Mark, played by Elijah Wood, that his I actually was, I think, completely mistaking it and thinking that it was like Henry's parents died, and then Henry comes to stay oh. with like Mark, because that's like a, that's a classic story of like friend or of the family or cousin or whatever comes to uh-huh. stay, and like then they're causing problems. But yeah. instead, it's not that Mark's parents have died; his mother has died of cancer, and his father, played by David Morse, mm. who very much Delicious. I was like confusing with David with Daniel Hugh Kelly. Um, 
His father needs to go to Japan for two weeks to close a business deal. That will mean he and Mark won't have to worry about money ever again. So this movie was not what I thought was Mark going to live with Susan and Wallace and Henry after his parents died. This was him staying with his cousin for a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, yes, exactly. Not his parents. Exactly. They were just he was just staying there for a little while. The father's going to be back. That's right. Yes, this is not this is not like an orphan situation, and now he, no. you know, has to live with his aunt and uncle. Um, right. But his aunt and uncle, played by Daniel Hugh Kelly, who I feel like I he was the husband in Cujo. That's where I know him. Sure. Uh, and then Wendy Crewson as Susan. Wendy Capricorn. Um, yeah. So Wendy Crewson, Susan, Susie Evans, I'll call her. Um, tell me I'm wrong. She has Mrs. Bueller quality. Oh, absolute Cindy Pickett energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. She is Cindy of Bueller. that ilk. <laughs> Cindy Bueller. <laughs> Katie, Katie name Bueller. Is. His name is Katie Bueller. Katie Bueller. Katie Bueller. Yeah, Katie Bueller. Um, uh, well, or, I, or like, when, or one more reference for you. In the 90s, yeah. at those hair salons that our moms took us to, not the barber shops that our dads took us to, but the hair no. salons that our moms took us to, um, she was giving me like great expectations hair salon model on the poster. Yes. Like one of those hair, like not a Patrick Nagel, but one of those hair models. Yes. And sometimes they had those like hardcover books with hairstyles in it that you could look at. If you yep. want to look at old, like cosmopolitan magazines by the front desk. Right. Um, so Wendy Crewson is, she's Canadian, which I love. She played the first lady in Air Force One. Mm. So people may remember that from the 90s. She's also in one of my favorite movies, uh, Away From Her, from 2003. And uh, I feel like I first became aware of Wendy Crewson. It's possible I saw her in Air Force One first, but I feel like her role as Susan in The Good Son is very important to me. It's her role. It's her role. I mean, she's also in yeah. Karina Karina. Um, not a very big part, oh. but she is in that movie, mm -hmm. which is a movie we have to do eventually. Um, we do. Yeah, she, I mean, she has a pretty long career, um, but to me, she is always the woman that picked Elijah Wood over Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> oh, well, like that's the thing is at the end of the day, like we're mostly doing the good son this week as our final, all right, scary transition into the cold weather because this is truly the perfect cold weather movie. Mm. Um, but we are largely doing this because of that incredible ending <laughs> I, that just, ah. Uh, I feel like it was written first and then the rest of the movie or book was written after this, you know, worth it. And so it was, even though Ian McEwen is a novelist that I had looked this up cause I thought it was based on a novel, but it is just a, uh, an original script, but, yeah. um, they wrote this scene that, that ending scene first. They're like, okay, how did we get here? I feel like that's how it was written. If I'm being honest, which I love, I love cause it's such sure. a cool, idea of like and that's like what's always stuck with me from this movie because i i don't think i'd really seen the whole thing maybe ever as a kid but i definitely saw parts of it on like tbs on a saturday afternoon or on hbo or whatever and this ending was what i remembered the most and especially as a kid like Ugh. this was terrifying Ugh. to think like oh my god and i even remember like 
I think even asking my mom, like, you know, if Kevin and I were hanging off a yep. cliff and you were holding each of us in one hand, which one would you drive? Mary, it's it's a real thing that we did. It, it I mean, yep. it was our Sophie's choice as kids. It yes. was like, okay, well, what would you do? Oh, I don't know what I would do. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know. Uh, I dropped both of you. It's like, oh, because I couldn't yep. live with myself if I picked one of you. You know, um, yeah, yep. it's uh, it's it it was our Sophie's choice. That's where it is, and it's a morbid. It was like a more such a morbid ending, so fucked up. We were too young to watch this. The fact that they used Macaulay Culkin to bring an audience in, they brought in the wrong audience. Like kids went to see this. Oh, uh, I mean. But I love it. I just I love <laughs> I, I love the bold twist, especially with like the idea of like for a lot of people. Now, granted, it was rated R. So people needed oh, to yeah. go with their parents to go see it. My dad definitely but brought the, me. Yeah. But yeah, because it's it's Macaulay Culkin. So you might think, oh, well, it's going to be like a, a spooky movie for kids. You know right. what I mean? Like it's not right. going to be too bad because they're kids. Uh, and and all told, it's not like there's a lot of on screen violence or like, you know, there's not like a lot of objectionable on-screen content. It's more of like just the the idea. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is, it's such a, a wild pivot. And I think back then it's like when people's only exposure to a celebrity was like when they were in movies or when they were doing like people magazine interviews, I love the idea of like, this was people seeing Macaulay Culkin in a new light for the first time. Yeah, right. Hey Mark, don't fuck with me. <laughs> And and the intentionality of giving Macaulay Culkin as Henry yeah. like fuck as one of his words yeah, as one of his, totally. his uh, lines of dialogue as if like if you the murdering his, wasn't enough you know yeah because you look at his you know his filmography uh, up until this point like even though he was in Jacob's Ladder I don't think he had any really objectionable moments uh, or frightening moments but like it was all uh, wholesome wholesome stuff mm. he was in Home Alone too mm-hmm. and then. Darlene loves all alone on Christmas. I'd like to, I'd like to see that music video. Um, But uh, this was his big twist. And then after that, he did getting even with dad. And I don't think that that's what I'm hoping it is. Uh, The smoking cigarette scene sticks with me, right? Where we see Macaulay Culkin, 12 years old, Mary. Again, this is too old um, for these actors. But yeah, smoking cigarettes and saying like, who cares? gonna die anyway like that sticks with me as well being like oh well that's some logic um yeah but just uh, like again to paint macaulay in this new way um all very intentional for sure i love it i i just and and again the story itself it is certainly very tv movie like this this device of like I don't know. I, there's, I think there's an old Lois Duncan book called like Summer of Fear mm. that I think they did a TV movie version of with Linda Blair. And I feel like it turns out like it's a similar thing, but like a girl's cousin comes to live with them and the girl like killed her parents. And it turns out mm. she's like a witch or something. But it's like that device of like, and suddenly strange things start happening. Mm. Suddenly you're just like, oh, th- that's a weird decision. Now things are getting real. Like the thing with the dog, like it's, it's not reinventing the wheel, but it's a it's got that nineteen ninety three feeling. It's got that Elmer Bernstein score. Sure. I I snuggled right into this. Oh yeah, no, there's like a cozy energy to the movie, even though it's like a very disturbing film. I will say this, what also reads as cheesy and T V movie is I think it's the last shot of the movie, but 
we didn't have any voiceovers until the very end. Uh, and it's no, yeah, it's it's Elijah Wood acting like an adult um, in the voiceover, being like, "Huh, I wonder if she had to do it all over again, would you choose the same way?" And like, almost so lighthearted about it, like, "Oh, would she have moved to Boston or would she have stayed in Texas?" You know, mm, I wonder, but I never wanted to ask her. And then there's the shot of him standing like in an Arizona desert. Uh, a la her standing on the cliffs. And it was so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I I ate it all up with a big no. old spoon. I loved it. I love the idea that the end of the movie was about was about Susan. I think about Susan. Something I'll wonder, but never ask. I It would have been think, better okay. if they used an adult uh as the o- voiceover and not little Elijah Wood. You know, I'll like think I Daniel know. Stern to do the Wonder Years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I look but back you... and I think about, you know, maybe maybe my dad was right. Watch what you do with that stank attitude. <laughs> or whatever the lyrics I just, are. I, 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 there's something there's something a little cringy about Elijah Wood. And I love Elijah Wood. Don't get me wrong. But I guess it's the child actor of Elijah Wood that I I'm always like, ugh. North. He's got, I know, and we <laughs> Right. I know. I always think about how North bombed and how he never got over the fact. I don't think he ever recovered from North bombing. But, you know, he and we saw them both in the ice storm, but he's got a Tobey Maguire kind of like uh-huh. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I know he's not my favorite, but I I guess I just I you know why I accept it? Because I think what the movie layered in was obviously Mark's mother dies and he starts to develop which I don't think the movie really like highlights. And it's, we hear a bit of it in the clip of the week of Mark starts to develop what is potentially a bit of a delusional yeah. relationship with Susan. And yeah. I think that is like the other meaning of the title of the movie was like Mark is becoming the good son who is replacing the bad son mm. of Henry. Whereas the, the, the marketing of it is, oh no, Henry's a good little boy. He's the good son. But mm. I think there's this whole other twisted thing of like, and there's a whole different movie that like an orphan style movie of like Mark trying to claim Susan as his own and killing Henry. Oh, for sure. Well, it was a little creepy that scene where he sees her walking down the stairs and he's like, you came back. You can't. It's like, Oh honey, you need to go right back to therapy. Uh, yeah. Like this little boy is disturbed. So even if whether Henry, no, if, let's pretend that Henry wasn't doing any of this. Like it would, it would all check out that Elijah yep. is creating this. No, Henry's bad. Henry's bad. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm your new son. I'm your new son. Oh no. She's my mom now. Like what a fucked up thing to say to somebody. Yeah. Right. And I think that there is that alternate narrative there of like, not only is there like Mark wanting to replace Henry and, and, kind of now have the full family unit that he you know had lost before but like there's also like the fact that susan is also grieving and susan has lost a son and so like susan and mark are also like doing some serious trauma bonding Mm. that you know when they're looking at the pictures together and whatnot like i just you know i think there's it, this is not a this is not a good time for Mark and Susan in some ways to be in each other's lives because I think they are clinging to one another um, in their grief. Oh, I, there's something so cringy and awkward about when he's 
banging on the glass and he's saying, Susan, Susan. I, uh, oh, like, I oh, know. I, just, like, <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, oh, God. Susan, Susan, Susan. Uh, and then that whole scene where, you know, he meets her on the cliff and he, he's like, oh, yeah, your son, your son tried to kill your daughter and she slaps him. <laughs> Oh, I loved it. She slaps him and then hugs him. I mean, Wendy Crusoe. I, I love Susan. Same. I think she is. So I love. Like, I'm so like drawn to her. I'm so like. I now here's here's a thing to mention is that I would I had misremembered the cars in this movie. It is uh, his father, played by David, David Morris, Morris, who drives that little that jeep wrangler the brown jeep wrangler with the with the canvas hood i had remembered that like wallace drove like a like a light blue like chevy bronco or something like that but he does not they have that god-awful dodge caravan minivan that susan drives Uncle wallace uncle wallace uncle wallace you know one thing i noted mary is that this is the second movie of our All Right Scary series where a large father figure of a man picks up a young boy and moves him into another room. Yeah, we do have, you know, Take a drink. You, don't, you don't piss on Yeah, you don't piss on hospitality, you know? Uh that's true. I won't we allow do it. really love I really we do really love movies where men pick up smaller males and drag them into other rooms. <laughs> you know? Uh Family Dick. Uh, yeah. And, now, you, you know, know, not for he... nothing, but, like... Oh, go ahead, Mary. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Uncle Wallace, Daniel Hugh Kelly, he also, like, has almost nothing to do in this movie. There were parts where I was That's like, right. did they That's sherry right. pie him out of this? Yeah, who knows? I he, I get him confused with the friend from The Truman Show. Who's that guy? Oh, see, I've actually never seen The Truman Show. Oh, you've never seen The Truman Show. Um, but I could probably right. tell you. His name is Noah him. Emmerich. <laughs> I get him oh, confused Noah. with Noah Emmerich. 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 I, Emmerich. No, what's Noah Emmerich? I'm looking at him. What have I seen him in? He's in a lot of dad um, movies. Oh, he's in so many. Oh, he was in The Good Nurse. Oh, my God. Oh, he was in Wind Talkers. That's a dad movie. Yeah. 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 You know, so. Oh, cellular. He's little children. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Cellular. Sure. Super 8. Movie. He was good in Super 8. I remember him as Super yeah, 8. Yeah, I did not see that. Right. Well, I unfortunately, did movie. not see that. It's, it's oh, movie. Tumbleweeds from 2000. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, he kind of reminds me of David Hugh Kelly. Uh, there's like a. Yeah, a Daniel Hugh there. Kelly. Daniel, excuse yeah. me, whatever. Daniel. Um, uh, Daddy. <laughs> Uncle, yeah, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy Hugh Kelly, yeah, uh, yeah, he really doesn't do much in this movie except uh, have to, you know, sedate Elijah Wood, I guess, for a little while. Yeah, just lock him in a in a porch. Uh, well, and, and you know, the only other character, you know, obviously we've talked a bit about Quinn Colk and his little sister Connie, who really is just like. You said I could go skating with you. Oh. Can I go skating with you now? Okay, great. I'm gonna go skating with you. Um. But we also get who I guess I would play, even though I want to play Susan, is you know the the therapist yeah. therapist yeah. played Alice played by Jacqueline Brooks, yeah, Jackie um, yeah. from Uncle Jackie Claire. Brooks. Yeah. I when I the first time I saw her in this, I was like, oh, Canadian, Canadian, really? and then to find out she's from Montclair, oh yeah. my god, yeah. um, 
so you know we have not actually talked about her before but one day we will do losing isaiah because she oh, plays a judge in that losing isaiah that's that's a movie uh, i'm dying to do it you would definitely play alice davenport there's no question yeah what makes me upset is that like there's nobody left really for me to play except for uh connie well yeah i was gonna say and that's not happening um yeah so maybe I, uh, who's janice evans who's that that's i think that's mark's mom oh i can't play her Nope. Um, she dies. She. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was. I thought that. Like. I thought there might be like a babysitter scene, and you might you play the babysitter, obviously. But mm. there's really nobody for nobody you to, for play. to play. Yeah, nobody for me to play. That's fine. I'm yeah. fine to you know sit this one out. I think that you should be Connie. No, I don't want to play Connie. I don't even want the I mean, paycheck. I hate her. You're not going to get your SAG insurance. You know what I mean? You're not going to get your health benefits. I uh, wanted you know, her to you die. Scab. <laughs> scab. Um, I, I, it's not See, that I wanted her to die. A, but that scene was, that scene was also movie. very disturbing. Well, yeah. I mean, I, so obviously, you know, yes, he uh, – because the, there's, there's like a chapter of the movie where it's just like Mark worrying about Connie, you know, where, where right. Henry has been like – Oh well, you know, I might kill Connie. I don't know. And then it's like there's the whole hide and seek segment. Mm. And again, I'm like, if Henry was gonna kill Connie, he would have killed Connie like three birthdays ago. So uh, it's just interesting that now he's like, okay, now I'm definitely killing Connie. Like, fuck this noise. And you know, brings her to the to the pond to go ice skating and hurls her into the the thin ice section and then just like leans over and like reaches but doesn't quite grab her and i was like and i kept thinking like how did they film this and like what was their like gross dad mr colkin like what was his was he like yeah whatever she's a kid let her float under the ice for a little bit you know wow it'll be good for her yeah who knows uh i think rory colkin played the richard the picture of richard i remember yeah yeah colkins were all long before yeah. Yeah. Well, but doesn't he it, try Severance? to kill doesn't he try to kill her in the hospital too? He's going to put the pillow on her face and then he sees that Susan's sitting there. Uh yes, that's right. That's right. He was actually trying to kill her cuz part of me was like there's a lot of factors that go into whether she's going to fall through the ice, you know, when he first did yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he was really just kind of like, well, let's see if this kills her, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, did you try to say that Rory was in succession? I was trying to remember, but I always it's like my brain always goes to Severance first. Oh, it's Kieran. Oh, Kieran's in succession. Yeah. Oh, has a lot has of Rory Culkins. been anything? Jesus, I don't know. A lot of Culkins. I'm not sure. All I'm right. sure he has, right? The Culkin, Culkin yeah. family. Yeah. Culkin, 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 the Cul- Cul- Culkins. You know, there's a playlist on here on IMDb of creepy kids. And as we were talking about like, oh, what if they were older? I think one of the references that would be that would make sense is like we need to talk about Kevin. I think that's more of the age range of what you're talking about. of like, oh. You know, evil kids in high school. Mm-hmm. Have you seen we need to talk about Kevin? I know that I need to watch it. You told me I need to watch it and I will eventually. I mean, I, you know, uh, or don't, but uh, yeah, it was a good movie. Um, it's not speaking, fun. Speaking of Rory Culkin, 
He was the little boy in Signs. See, I've never watched Signs. He was also in Scream 4. Oh, oh, I think I do know about that. Yes, I think He's I'm aware the of that. long hair. I gotta watch Cole. that. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta watch that one. Yeah. Uh, not Kieran. Kieran is not the, Kieran. the little shithead from Succession. Yeah, so there's Kieran, there's Rory, there's Quinn, there's Macaulay. Yeah. I mean, these names. It's like you know who all, Kieran was in. Like, he was in Father what? of the Bride and Cider House Rules, both two movies you've probably seen. Nope, I have not seen either of those. You haven't seen Father of the Bride? No. The only thing I know about that is there's that scene where like Steve Martin and his daughter like play basketball in the in the driveway uh-huh. in like white sneakers. That's right. Like it's like a Reebok commercial. That's right. Um, Kieran is Fuller. Yes, Kieran is Fuller, yeah. certainly. I know that. Oh, yeah. Different okay. than Rory. Yeah. Anyway, uh, The Good Son. I mean, I, I it, it's a disturbing little movie. Um, it, it, he's acting like an adult the whole time. Uh, the Mr. Highway scene, I it, oh. it's actually so much scarier now as an adult. I think when I was a kid, I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. Um, but it's really fucked up. Oh, it's so awful. I mean, there's it, certainly that's one of the feelings like watching this. I'm like, oh, I just want to slap this kid. I just want to smack mm. the shit out of him. I just, oh, like the, the adult rage that I feel watching this. And because, uh, yeah, so he, he throws a little mannequin off of an overpass for anyone who doesn't know. And it causes this huge like set piece, like a 90s car accident set piece. Mm. And uh yeah, and then but then it's also kind of like him saying to Mark, it's like, well, you helped me. You were with me. And like, so, you know, you're just as guilty as I am. Yeah, the manipulation, going to the therapist's house. And, yes. Oh, my God. And then telling Mark, like, that he might have poisoned the family. And then, oh, God, that fabulous scene of uh, Elijah Wood doing Selena Kyle in Catwoman. Uh, yeah, it was like Troll 2 of like pissing on the food. It was like kids <laughs> freaking out and destroying dinner. Oh, God. Just like uh, garbage disposal and uh, just like shoving things down it. Yeah. Um, something about the 90s. Um, yeah. Putting things in a garbage disposal was a very 90s thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, he's it. He does some very unhinged things, but it is the the creepiest part is the manipulation. Um, him being young enough that it feels like how could a young kid say stuff like this and know to manipulate his mom and, and manipulate people like this. Like it was. Yeah, that's why. Oh, yeah. It's just so. Unsettling. Well, and it's like when you when you look at these parents, when you look at, you know, Susan and Wallace, it's like they're they're clearly not paying enough attention or you know whatever i don't want to blame the parents here but like they're yeah there's there's certainly that but it's like you just wonder like when did these like behaviors start to show themselves like where did he like there's just because i think in the bad seed there's a lot of a discussion of like where does this kind of evil come from like Mm. they're trying there's there's kind of a narrative of like what is the root of this and i think in the good son, there's never an explanation as to why Henry is like this and why, like, certainly he has already killed. But, like, the fact that in this two-week stay, it's like he turns it up to a 27. <laughs> I mean, my question is, at the end, 
right? Like she pulls Mark up onto the cliff. She's hugging him. Um, like, do they tell the police what happened? Because if I was a police officer, I'd be like, um, your son drowned. You dropped your other son off a cliff. And then your daughter is in a coma right now. I'm yes. looking to the parents. I'm like, Wendy, you have some fucking explaining to do. Well, this kind of like there, some of this is, is reminiscent of the movie Orphan, where I kind of feel like another movie they, I didn't see. Yeah. Oh, Orphan, so good, Mary. Oh my God. Do you know the twist? No. Oh well, don't look it up. It's a great. It's a great solid horror movie. I haven't seen the sequel. People say it's great, but I I love Orphan. It's just like a one off. Oh, Mary, it's so good. But is it really oh. scary? No, it's not real. Like no scarier than any of the other like thrillers you've been watching. And it's just okay. It's a thriller. It, it's not like supernatural. No, it's a thriller, okay, and it's good. like it's just got this feeling. I like I re- I think I saw it in the theaters, but I still feel now like oh, Orphan accomplished something similar to these '90s movies where it like did something singular and like it didn't reinvent the wheel. But I think of Orphan as like oh, that was a good fucking movie. That was that was so cool. Um. Oh, okay. God, Mary, you got to watch Orphan. And it's a great cold weather movie. Okay. Who's famous in it? I won't look it up. Vera Farmiga and Peter Sarsgaard. Oh, I it. love. Oh, I'm sold. I love Peter yeah. Sarsgaard. I just watched. Oh, Mary, I just watched Flight Plan. Oh, my God. Oh, with, with Jodie Foster with the daughter. Yes. Yeah, I've I seen that. loved Flight Plan so much. Uh, it was a, I love that concept. I love it's very much almost like a seventies TV movie of the week. It's like you wake up and your daughter is missing on the plane. Like, and I everybody's like, that. "What daughter?" Yeah, uh, yeah, so good. Yeah, uh, uh, so, and that plane is gigantic. Oh my god, yeah, it's so cool, it's so cool. Yeah. Anyway, yes, okay. So Peter Sarsgaard's in it. I'm definitely gonna watch it. I used to masturbate to Peter Sarsgaard in Kinsey. Um, well, you'll you'll love this. Okay. Yeah, I think Margot Martindale's in a small role. Oh, okay, love her. I think. Uh, okay, well, b- back to the good son. So, yeah, I at the end of the movie, I'm like, there. This story is far from over. Like, what are they gonna do? Who are, th- are they gonna tell Connie? Are they like, how are they gonna s- describe the, the death of Henry? Are they gonna say everything well, that happened? I I feel like because there's a lot to admit, like. Henry admitting to killing Richard like there's Mm -hmm. a lot that is unanswered of like and I think it goes back to this this weird now intensified trauma bond between Mark and Susan uh you know and and that scene because I I always forget that like it starts with Henry trying to push Susan off the cliff and she's Mm. like hanging halfway down the cliff and has to climb up I always forget about like Susan's ordeal yeah her climbing up my god that there were the, the the bongos and the strings. This mm-hmm. this scene is worth sitting through the rest of the movie. Um, again, oh. it's like they wrote this scene first. The, when she was climbing up that cliff, I'm just like, like who needs cliffhanger? This is this is the cliff scene of movies. Yeah, I it's so it's so good. And apparently, it was all like real live on on a cliff stunts, you know, with these <gasps> kids. No, uh, had them had them connected to cables and whatnot. But <gasps> uh, yeah, so they were like literally hanging off the cliff, and Macaulay You're Culkin kidding. literally. Nope, and Macaulay Culkin did the drop. <gasps> and yeah, 
Yeah, How? all of that was real. Uh, I, I don't know all the details. All I know is he was like promised a BB gun if he did the drop, and he did. So, so I'm sure. Oh, go ahead. I mean, there's there's probably like, you know, it's not literally. He's not literally. I don't know. It, it movie magic. I don't know. No, reporters. I understand. Yeah. He was connected to a cable. It's like a bungee jump scene. But like he was so close to the cliff. I'm like, how did they do this? Did they just like zoom out with a camera? Anyway, um, I did note that he his scream at the end is very Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. Yeah, which I think is a kind of love. I sort of love yeah, that, like, that almost that scream. moment of yeah. feeling like you're watching, you know, sociopathic Kevin McAllister fall off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know, but like certainly like Susan holding each other hands and like just as Mark was slipping out of her hands, <sighs> I was. I was jumping in my seat. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You got to grab him. You got to grab him, Susan. Like, it uh, it was very effective. Well, of course. And then the line of Macaulay Culkin's, he's like, Mom, I need your other hand. Yeah. Ugh. Mom, I love you. Mom, I need Mom, you. Mom, I love you. I need you. I need your other hand. Oh. <gasps> uh. And I thought that Wendy Crewson, like played the like agony of that moment mm. really well. It was just like, it's such a cool movie moment. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, like and again, this is like what I think Orphan accomplishes. Of like, oh, that was such a cool movie moment. And uh, I can't believe they filmed like, it right off of a cliff. That yeah. totally fucks me up. That totally yeah. fucks me up. I couldn't do it. Uh. Uh-uh. You know, I guess after filming Radio Flyer, Elijah Wood was like, I, I I'm good. I'm, you couldn't traumatize me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's it is kind of an abrupt ending. She gets him back up to the top onto the cliff and holds on to him, and then it's just like cut to those like the aerial you know epilogue shots of of Mark in the in the desert video diary. Yeah, I I again like maybe you can like like write the rest of the movie. Does she go to the police and say, "Look, this is what happened. Uh, I swear it's true. He did kill my son." And you can try me for murder because I dropped my son off of a cliff. Like, like, how, how do you explain this? I think the interesting continuation of this story is that Susan and Mark make a, an agreement to what happened. And that, like, Henry admitted <gasps> oh. to killing Richard. And then he tried to kill them. And he fell off the cliff. And they, and they just kind of corroborate for each other. And then yeah. they are further deeper you know further bonding and you think about like what's the future of like when uh jack comes back when when mark's father comes back like because i think the continuation of the story is like susan and mark and like just now they've got not only have they like bonded in Mm. in certain kind of like you are kind of a reincarnation of my mother but now they're bonded by like a secret they're bonded by murder they're bonded as like co-conspirators like i think that is fascinating i think that's so interesting and you know as a child of the divorce i don't know if you know this the idea of like when one parent kind of like confides in the mm. child like there is that thing too of like now i'm in on your like adult story yeah there's um something very uncomfortable about their relationship i don't want to say that there's like a sexual nature to it because you know that's just sensational but like yeah i don't think it was it's there yeah. it was weird it was just weird how he talk to her like not even like his mother but like a like a like a a a, a peer you know uh, yeah yeah 
there it, it's it, you know there, there's a, a sort of Harold and Maude happening between yeah, the season yeah, and yeah 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 um okay so so but let me tell you I'm gonna keep going with your screenplay The Good Son too so they have to have this story that they concoct together of like okay don't tell them that I held you both on the edge of the cliff just say that he fell off right the police are gonna ask them both in like intense detail what happened like they're gonna try to find the hole yeah i i don't know i mean i think that's that i because i think then Mm. it does raise the like the question of like oh but he killed richard and yeah i it does like do they try her like does is she i don't know you know uh like what would happen in in a police station or court right of like wait wait what you dropped your son to grab his hand like that's yeah. not that's not airtight you know well or it's just a like you know or it's just it's i love the open endedness of that i love the fact that like what what's weird is that the movie acts as if there's a sense of resolution as if mm. mark is like looking back on this but in so many ways it's like oh there's like think about the fact that like Susan has to go back and tell Wallace, like, yes. now our other son is dead. Right. Yeah. Right. And now your son is dead. And your, now your son daughter is, is dead. in a coma. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and all I get back is that fucking face on your face. Well, because I don't even think Uncle Wallace has had a chance to tell Susan that he walked in on Mark with a pair of those yeah. 90s scissors that yep, used to open up envelopes with. Scissors. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those big old, uh, you know, sewing room scissors. Uh, Uncle yeah, Wallace I hasn't. Kn- he, they're going to be like, I have something to tell you. Well, I have something to tell you too. It's like, yeah, right. Mark. Mark had. I mean, it's. I mean, imagine Wendy's face. Like, wait, whoa, what? <laughs> right, and and then like finding out, like, oh, well, Alice is like, well, I met with with Henry, and he was very concerned about Mark, and um, yeah. So absolutely, there is a continuation of the story where, like, now it's like Mark and Susan. Hmm, you guys would like you both have a motive in a way to mm. kill him because if you're saying he killed Richard and you and Mark, you've already displayed. You know what we're seeing is like in, antagonistic, violent behavior towards Henry. Mm. I mean, really, and all a they weird can hope attach- for is- a delusional attachment to his mother. Uh, yeah, maybe mother. Connie will wake up and she'll remember something like, I remember that Henry was mean and he made me fall through the ice. Oh. Like maybe Connie, maybe yeah, Connie, maybe Connie saw, the saves the day. That's true. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, we I guess we have they would have to believe her when it's like, no, he he came at me and he pushed me off of the cliff. That's why well, that's because there's also that. Yeah. There's also that is like Henry shoved me off the cliff and then he and Mark were fighting and they started to roll off the cliff and I was able to grab Mark, but Henry fell. Yeah. And, you know, not for nothing, but that's kind of what happened. That is kind of you know? what happened. Yeah. Ooh. You got some splaining to do, Wendy. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Susan. Susan! 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 <laughs> and I was like, break the window already. Well, and then he Come did. Come on. Yeah, and then, and then he, he did. did. And Uncle and Wallace then was like, what are you doing to watch the glass? Yeah, Wallace and Alice almost stopped him, you know. Who? Oh, oh yes, but he, she was. Alice there too. was there. Yeah, she was Alice there too. Was there. You know, I was. I was in that scene. You know. 
you know, Stray thought that because, you know, again, this movie lives in the 90s and I love to find the 90s things about it. So besides that cordless phone, I do just want to point out the double breasted silk button down shirt that Susan was wearing uh, at, at one point in the mm. movie. And I'm like, oh, it's so moms, you know. And she had some real mom coats. I think even in that finale, she uh, had a real fabulous mom coat. Uh, uh, I also, I know this wouldn't excite you, but I want to acknowledge the lobster dinner they all have earlier in the movie. And it's just the way that food looked in the 90s. I, 90s food tasted better. Is it really that hard to break a lobster claw? And is what's in it? So it a, lo- it's not, a lobster claw isn't necessarily that hard. There's just kind of like basically... Uh, in the shape of the claw, there is meat inside. And it's like, like if we're talking biological, scientific, kind of butcher shop, like it's it's that, flesh, it's flesh, or is it I, like tendons? I I think it's a whole. I think it's a whole different brand of insides because it's a crustacean. Because oh. there's the outer, the outer exoskeleton, and so oh. I don't. It's but it's it's as if all of the insides were like. A chicken breast, but none of the like there. I mean, there are like, you know, innards and whatnot, but it's basically like I would think of like the meat and the lobster the way you think of like the chicken breast versus like the meat close to the bone. Got it. OK, but it's not it's it's uh, softer, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it has like the texture of like it has it, it has the texture. Oh, it's, it's almost similar to like. It's like very firm tofu. Okay, tofu. Okay, 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 okay. Ugh. Maybe um, even firmer. Like probably it. even firmer, but like somewhere between chicken and tofu. Got it. Well, and you know, I think it's kind of cool. It's like, oh, you're after your you know eleven state drive. We'll serve you a lobster dinner because you're in Maine now. You know, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's. I mean, uh, I lobster is. I love lobster. Oh my god. I just. Ugh. You should go to Governor's Island and get a lobster roll. Well, sure. I think I have had a lobster roll on Governor's Island. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe I could go to Red Hook and get a lobster oh, roll. Oh, Mary, I pass by uh, those places usually every Sunday, actually, before I go and get my bonbon um, from the chocolate shop. But uh, yes, I'm going to be doing that right after this. Um. Yeah, you oh, should good. definitely go. You should definitely go. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a there's a seafood place a couple blocks from me called Off the Hook, and they've got a lobster roll, so I could even just order from them. Is it Off the Hook? I mean, you know, it's it's in Astoria. So. Astoria. Um, Mary, yeah. what else is '90s about this movie? We talked about the coats. We talked about the phone. We talked about the double-breasted the silk button-down shirt. Uh, the 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 food. What else? Uh, the van, their the oh, Dutch the caravan van. is very nineties. Okay. Yeah, um, okay. I feel like I mean certainly when they're at the lake, like all of this, the, like the winter apparel, all of the kind sure. of like ski jackets and and you know those snow suits and whatnot. Mm. Mm. Um, I think one thing I noticed is just like where they live, like all the houses are white. There's just there was something about that where I was just like, oh, that house was gorgeous though. That like, house when I think was about incredible. it, gorgeous like. Ooh, yeah, no. Uh, with the wraparound porch, give me a wraparound porch. I'm living there. Yeah, yeah. No, that house was great. That was you know mm. away from everybody else. Mm. Lovely. Uh, um, yeah, no. I, I mean, oh, you know what was super '90s? That thing at, in the uh, 
in the therapist's office that they were holding. The water thing that he was playing with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know something that jumped out to me? The font of the opening and closing credits it looked like a nickelodeon show it looked like the adventures of pete and pete <laughs> the good son <laughs> yuck <laughs> yeah it was just like and petunia you know <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> the good son okay now i have to like actually pull up the movie because now i really want to watch uh and see what you're talking about the it's it's insane son. like it's it's a nickelodeon font and it's driving me crazy crazy it's the worst font for like a 90s like slick 1993 horror movie or this you know opening oh my god oh yes mary you're right right it's like it's like uh 20th century fox presents and it's uh oh um what's that movie we want to watch soon oh harriet the spy yeah. yeah, or like it's like a Clarissa explains the it all episode. Like it's mm. just what is with that font choice? The good son and the is uh, lowercase. Oh brother! <laughs> oh brother! Ah, <laughs> uh, the good son. <laughs> this music, uh, even the I credits. Yeah, you're right. The credits are like TV movie. It's Comic Sans. Like it's yeah. It's not. It it's basically cheap. like before Comic Sans existed. I feel like this was the original Comic Sans. Yes, agreed, agreed. I don't, and I don't know what this font is called, but uh, I don't either. The the Pete and Pete font, yeah. Pete and Pete font. You know what? I will say this as I'm kind of like very quickly scrolling through the movie. It's a beautiful setting, like. All the sets oh, yeah. are, and the shots are gorgeous. That scene in the warehouse when they're smashing the windows was really, really beautifully shot. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's, uh, it, it's almost like the script just didn't match the art direction. Even, even that treehouse I thought was like super cool and way too high, but super cool. Oh, way too high, and way like too of high. course I. I kept wondering, how the hell do you get down? And then I saw later in that don't fuck with me scene. It was like, oh, you slide down. You slide down. But, no, Although we didn't see high. that rope when they climbed it. So I think, in my mind, Connie told Uncle Wallace, like, oh, Mark almost fell. And then they're like, oh, you know, once and for all, we got to put a rope up there, Henry. Yeah. We got to put a rope up yeah, there. Yeah, like, it's, it's just not safe. It's yeah. just not safe. Fucking yeah. Connie. Fucking yeah. Connie. <laughs> fucking Bowie Jane. Um, the yeah, no, that uh, a treehouse is um, probably not nineties. Actually, a treehouse is is even older than that. Um, oh yeah, like I, I don't know when people started having treehouses. I feel like at least the sixties, maybe the seventies. You know. Yeah, it's uh, I I always think of how they're built, especially when they're that high. I'm just imagining somebody's you know holding on to the tree standing there and like somebody passing them up wood. Like, how does it work? I have that. I don't understand who, because like an adult would have to have built that tree. Yes. House and have to have, have to have decided like, Oh, this is a good idea. This will be good for our kids. <laughs> yeah. You know? Somebody, somebody did it. Uh, and there's not much, not much was up there. I don't think there was even like much of a covering. It wasn't like a, a no. Simpsons tree house, you know? Um, no, Ugh. It, was, it was like a nest. I always wanted. I always wanted that kind of like, like maybe not something so high off, but that sense of like having a little like 
a little fort, a little place you go, like a mm. little, I don't know. I, I felt like I, I spent so much of my childhood trying to create little forts in either like in the basement with like sheets and, sure. and chairs or like in the garage with like oh, yeah. an old huge refrigerator box and trying to turn that into a little fort. Like that was a thing I did a lot as a kid. We made forts like in my backyard in like the trees. Uh, mm-hmm. We would like hang sheets or like get large pieces of leaves, you know, and try to like cover it uh, with sticks, you know, like w- like full survivor mode. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I the last God, I'm picturing like treehouse movies. Obviously, there's the Sandlot, which we just did. But now and then also features a treehouse, doesn't it? I think so. Uh, we did now and then a long time ago. Yeah, a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, and I remember like growing up as a kid watching the Swiss Family Robinson. I don't know if it was because of right, HBO. That was a thing for you. But yeah, I, I saw that a lot. I yeah, never saw that movie. Um, I think it, I think what I liked about it was like the the design of their like completed you know treehouse was so over the top. I think as a little gay, I was like, mm. oh my god, mm. look at that! You have stairs, you know. Mm. What's the movie where somebody falls off of the treehouse? Are you picturing that? Can you picture that? There's a movie where somebody uh, falls out of the treehouse. Or am I thinking of like The Simpsons? You might be thinking of like Bart falling out of the treehouse in The Simpsons. You might be thinking of the kids jumping out of the treehouse in the sandlot when the um, vacuum cleaners are blowing up. Uh, um, no, like I picture somebody on the ground. After falling off of it, I don't know. Maybe it was an episode of like Quantum Leap or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Mary's listening. What's the What's a movie where someone fell out of a treehouse? Help us anyway. out, uh, Mary. What do you say we end our all right scary season with the good son there? I think so. I mean, certainly we'll be continuing the spooks and scares with Dracula, but I think officially as our movie coverage for All Right Scary this year, I think. We, you know, we have a Joseph Rubin sandwich, you mm. know? Delicious. Yeah, hold the Ian, Ian McEwen, you know? Mm. Uh, but yeah, we, I think The Good Son is a nice way to wrap up All Right Scary, to welcome in the chilly weather, mm. and... Uh, we got to talk about Katie you know. Bueller, you know, or Susan. Yeah, we got to talk about Katie Bueller. I'm just so happy to have actually talked about Susan, because I just love Wendy Crewson in this. Susan! Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Susan! Susan! And uh, stop it! That's yeah. a lie. Ugh. Oh, that slap! But certainly, if you take anything away from this, watch Orphan. It's actually a really okay. great like companion piece to The Good Son. All right, not uh, we have to talk about Kevin. I don't think I think Orphan is more fun and is a, more of a priority. I think we need to talk about Kevin. Is kind of like it's just a downer, and Got it. I don't know. I don't think you need to see. We need to talk about Kevin right away. Okay. That's well, my title. I will watch either. Orphan at some point. Um, I think that'll be a, a good addition. Anyway, Marys, this has been really spooky. Uh, thanks yeah. for coming on this journey with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you have any thoughts, any thoughts at all, you can reach out to us on Instagram at allrightmarypod. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmarypodcast.com. Sorry, allrightmary.com. Or you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny Also. And you can hear more of me talking about best supporting actresses like Queen Colkin as Connie in The Good Son. 
Oh, come on. Let me go skating with you on the Best Supporting Podcast. Uh, and you could find more of me on Instagram at ColinDrucker underscore. And, of course, you could get more of both of us, uh, particularly our coverage of Drag Race UK Season 5 uh, on the Sister Mary's level and uh, all kinds of all kinds of conversations happening at the Only Mary's level. Uh, all of that at Patreon.com slash Mary. All right, Mary, and all right, scary. Pretty soon, it's gonna be all right, Mary season. So yes, oh my god, I'm so ready. I've heard Mariah's anthem. I've heard all I want for Christmas. It's ever, it, you know what I mean? Like it's it. That is kind of the the knell, you know, the Tay and the uh-huh. Ween that that winter is here. <laughs> yeah, the Herald, sure. The Herald, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, um, we will we will uh, see you next week, Marys. Um, if you're following along for Dragula, um, or you know, pretty soon for uh, Drag Race UK, we'll see you on Patreon. And we hope you have a great week. And uh, hey, Mark, don't fuck with me. Yeah, have a great week. Be a good son, Totsies. Scenes.